Uh, my name is Mark. I'm one of the leaders here at uh, Switchfield Church. Uh, this is good to be gathering. Good, it's good to be gathering together here at Park Street. Uh, and if you're joining us online, great to have you joining us online as well. We're now a week into 2024, as Gary was saying, and it's it's good to have that weekend of prayer to kick us off. And uh, over the next few months, when I'm preaching, uh, we're going to be looking. Um, mainly in the book of, uh, of, of Joshua, not today, but mainly in the book of Joshua, because we're going to be looking at the Israelite journey into the promised land. Um, because in many ways, this, is, this year is shaping up to be a year when we are going to be moving in to a number of things that God has called us to, things that we've been saying about for quite some time. And uh, it seems that a number of things are kind of coming together, and lots is happening at once. We spoke to someone yesterday, and they said, "Oh, you know what? There's a lot going on all at once." And I guess there is, and it's just the way that God's brought it about. We've been saying over over the years, and God seems to be bringing everything together at the same time. We've got a church plant in Dartmouth area of Halifax, which will um, be beginning to take shape later on this year. A number of us are going to be moving down to the Halifax area to be involved with that. So that means some potential changes uh, here in the Church of Fredericton, changes in staffing uh, as well. We're going to be looking to God to provide all that we need for the completion of the renovations, which are happening upstairs and also with the washroom downstairs. Um, we're going to look to have a multi-purpose room up there, which can be used for our Sunday kids' work as that gets started again, as well as different things for the local community. Um, and uh, it's exciting because God gave us this building four years ago now, and we've longed to see it used for his plans and purposes, and we've seen some of that already. We've had kids come running from here. We've had the 12 neighbors here uh, for the last uh, couple of years as they build their tiny homes, which are going out into the local community. That's coming to an end soon. And so we're looking to see, God, what have you got for this area of our building as well? Um, so even though all of these are things that we've been praying about and asking God for, the reality is that when we come to them and when things are right ahead of, them, of us, we can have some doubts and fears and wobbles about them all. And, and that's why I just feel that looking at this part of the Bible over the next few months, the Israelites entering into the promised land, is so key for us to be looking at right now. Uh, we're looking to put our trust in God, our faith in Him, as we go forward into 2024. And today we're going to look at a story where, for many of God's people, actually, that didn't happen. They didn't put their faith in God. They didn't put their trust in Him. Um, later on, we'll get into the book of Joshua, where we see some of the victories that they um, achieved. So you might want to turn today to Numbers, uh, the book of Numbers. Um, Anyone other than Jesus? Alright, we've got a few now. Gabriel just come in, thank you. 
Tuesday. All right, we've got a few. Is anyone's favourite Bible hero Shemua, son of Zakur? <laughs> you just said it. All right. What about Egal, son of Joseph? He's your favourite. Imagine most of us haven't even heard of them. But for a while, they were pretty famous. They were pretty famous. They were up there because they were chosen out of all the tribes, the 12 tribes, it's hard to say that, the 12 tribes of white, the 12 tribes of Israel. Out of all those tribes, one person was chosen from each of the tribes to go into the promised land to spy it out. And Shamua, son of Zachor, was one of the 12. So was Egal, son of Joseph. But you've probably not really heard of them because they don't really turned out to be great men of faith. They didn't really act so heroically. We're much more likely to have heard of two of those twelve, and those two we're going to be looking at today, Joshua and Caleb. Let's read Numbers chapter uh, 13 and number 14 as well. We're going to just go, we're going to start with Numbers 13 from verse. 17, we'll not read all of those names because it's a whole lot of But these are the names of the men.
God are sent by Moses to the land to check out what it is like. And they discover that what God said about the land is actually true. He said it was going to be a land of milk and honey, a land of great fruitfulness, and it is. And they say it is. It's amazing. They come back with a huge bunch of grapes as evidence of that. But then as they start reporting to Moses about these other things and to the community, because everyone's gathered there in front of them, ten of them begin to say, but you know what? It is a land flowing with milk and honey, but the people who live there, they're really powerful. And their cities are, are, are really big. Go back to Egypt. 
can signal and get very fearful about the things that God is doing in those particular places. We might have prayed about them for years, but then when it when it comes up close, when the plans start getting laid out, well, this is what's going to happen, this is what this is going to mean, and this is what we have to do, we start to get a bit unsure about this now and getting a little anxious and getting a little nervous. What if this happens? What if that happens? We're working on these renovations, but what happens if we get into debt? What happens if we don't have the money to finish the renovations? What happens? And then we, we might never get a kids' program, and then, and then what would we do? And then what's going to happen with our, with our kids? And oh, maybe it would have been better if we hadn't even started them. And then Halifax and, and Dartford, what, well, what's going to happen when they go? And you know, who's going to replace who's going to replace Mark, and who's going to replace Emma and, and other staff members here? And, um, oh, who's going to do what they've been doing? And all of these things can start coming into our minds. And people were distraught. And Caleb and Joshua were distraught as well, but they were upset because they were upset about what was being said by the other side. And they tore their clothes in grief, and they said, look, look, the land is very good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he's going to lead us into the land. The land is flowing with milk and honey. That's what God said. He's going to give it to us. Don't, don't turn your back on God. Don't rebel against God. Don't be afraid. We're going to devour them. Not He's going to devour us. The land's not going to devour us. Come with us. They have no protection. Don't be afraid. But it was no good. It was no good because the people had allowed fear to take hold. And so they just talked about even killing Joshua and Caleb. And the, the result of it was that God was angry with his people. And we, we read that as we go along in, in the book of Moses. God is angry with his people. And no one over the age of 20 ends up going into the land, apart from Joshua and Caleb. Everyone else dies. Either immediately, or they just wander around in the wilderness for forty years, and then they die there. And everyone else has died. Then we go into the land. So, what is it that God's wanting to speak to us about here? What is going on? Well, as we look at it, this whole passage is really about believing in God, putting our faith and our trust in Him. We were singing songs about that this morning. We can either choose to put our faith confidence and our trust in God, or we can disbelieve Him because of what we see before us, because of what the evidence seems to be. But you know, those things were real, and those people were real, and so the obstacles that we face are real. They're not made up, they're not imaginary, but we have to decide, who are we going to believe? Are we going to believe what appears to be before us, or are we going to believe God? The Bible speaks a lot about people of faith. God loves it when we have faith in Him. Right back in the book of Genesis, we find Abraham, a man of faith, who believes God. And God tells him, will you leave where you're living, and will you go to a land that I will show you? He doesn't even know where he's going. It's not like he's even booking the flight and planning, well, this is where I'm headed. He doesn't know. He's like, I'm leaving Bridgerton and going to Cromwell.
most of us want to be a people of faith. So we want to be. We want to be a people of faith. But how can we do it? How can we do it? Is it just like buying our best? I don't believe it is just like buying our best. I believe there's a number of ways that we can do that. Number 14, page 24, God says, Caleb has a different spirit than the others. He follows him wholeheartedly. He was wholehearted. That's the first thing to see. Caleb was wholehearted. He gave his heart fully to God and fully to his God. We see that in the early church as well in the New Testament. In Acts 2, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. They devoted themselves. They gave themselves wholeheartedly to something. In other words, they took it incredibly seriously. The apostles' teaching, being together, praying together. But we're encouraging people to do something else. Jesus talked to them as if they just wanted to eat all night. When he talked about the parable of the sower, Remember that? Better called the parable of the soils, really. Because the sower just sows seed in the sky, and it's all about the different types of soils that the seed lands on. And the seed is like the word of God. Seed, if you imagine, is like, it's like when, when the preached word goes out, that's the seed going out, doesn't it? Because it's spread. And um, the seed falls on different types of ground. Some seed falls on the path, um, but it, it, it gets taken away by the birds. What's said doesn't really penetrate it. It doesn't really go into it. The birds eat it off and it's gone. It's a bit like you hear something this morning and then by the time you've walked out the door, you've forgotten what you said. That's like the seed falls on the path. Others, the seed falls on shallow soil. People receive the word while you're here. You think, oh, that's great, that's great. But then opposition comes or pressure or different things and you think, I can't keep going on. I'm going to give up. Faith doesn't grow. Faith just doesn't grow wholeheartedly. Some of us have got weeds growing up alongside the uh, the seed, and so there's other things, things that might distract us, things that have our attention, our hearts, things that get our desires other than God. So the fruit doesn't grow to maturity because it doesn't really do root into us and clear the ground. We've allowed other things to just disrupt our lives and distract us from God. And then there's the good soil. The good soil that receives the word bears fruit. In other words, it's wholehearted. It's there. Caleb was wholehearted. The word of God has power in itself. And when we receive the word, Convictions about God. 
Thank you. 
We need to know God is reasonable. God is reasonable. In Numbers 14 and verse 8, Caleb, when he's talking to them, says, If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into the land. Some translations say, If the Lord delights Jacob in the same way. So what Jacob did, he disguised himself as Esau. Because Isaac was blind, and Esau thought, I can get a passage from my father. And he said, oh, well, he took Esau's clothes off. He went even further than that, because Esau was his very head. And, uh, and Jacob wanted to keep it. And so he got some man, he cut some skin, some animal skin from goats, and he put them on so that That's what Jacob did. He comes and and he blessed Jacob. Why did he bless Jacob? He blessed him because Jacob was hidden in the clothing of his son. And we come to God in a similar way. We are in Christ. We're clothed in Christ. We're hidden in the one that the Father loves. So we don't need to fear whether we're going to be accepted or not. We don't know if God's going to like me, if God's going to bless me. We don't know.
ready for access even before the time is set. And we're going to use this maneuver just from uh, what Taylor said. Because we've got to attack the four seats in this just too well. This is 40, 45 years out now. And, it's, and they're going into the lap at this point. And uh, the same thing. Now, the people of Jeddah are so jocular at Gildar that Caleb comes to accuse Kahina of putting pretending that it's the monkey. You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, at Kadesh Barnea about you and me? I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people more secure. I, however, followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance, the land of your children forever. Because you followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. What does he know that Moses is doing? Long past the time for it being reminded by Caleb. When Caleb says, now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he took to Moses while Israel moved to the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old, and I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go into the battle as I was then. So now, give me this hill country that the Lord promised me was there. You yourself heard then that the Amalekites were there, and this country was large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he Caleb, 45 years older, is still saying, I'm going to go and take this land. I'm 85. Don't, don't just send these young guys. I got the promise from God that I would go in. And I don't care that I'm 85 years old because I'm still strong. And I'm still strong in faith. And God is still with me. And the cities are still large. And the people are still there. But you know what? I'm going in. Don't you try and stop me, Joshua. I'm going in. He was still ready for action. He still wanted to be personally involved. And he's going to take those promises to us. Faith requires us to take those promises to us. Give me this land. The Lord helping me, I will take this land. What's given me the land I still need to go and take Tell me to come to you on the water. So 
we're here worshiping and praising God. Then we start to do that other thing which is love and passion for God. Let me tell you about the Thank you. 